0: Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the That Sounds Fun podcast. I am your host, Annie F. Downs, and I am so happy to be here with you today. And I'm very, very excited about today's episode. Let me, first starters, say thanks to our sweet friend, Ellie Holcomb, for always letting us use her music. Her album, Red Sea Road, has just been a companion to me in the last, I guess, almost a year it's been out, seven or eight months it's been out. It's so, so beautiful. I hope you have heard it by now. Also, I have a cold. I'm really sorry. (laughs) My voice sounds terrible. I'm coughing a lot. I'm just sorry. So you will hear me uh, possibly coughing. You'll certainly hear my voice sounding like this, a little different than usual. I apologize, but that's real life. And if we're just friends, you guys, you can put up with the idea that I have a little bit of a different voice today. I am sorry. But today, you know I have two real goals for my podcast. I want, well, three. A- Oh my gosh, so many things. A, I want to be friends with y'all. I want you to be friends with me. I want you to be friends with my friends. That's the biggest goal always and forever is just a time for us to hang out. The other two goals is I really want you to love um, European soccer, particularly the English Premier League, particularly the team called Arsenal. But And I also want you to love the Enneagram. And so finally today, we have the first of a couple of episodes we're going to have this season about the Enneagram. Today's episode is with Beth McCord. Her website is yourenneagramcoach.com. You can find her across the internet at Your Enneagram Coach. And I asked her to come in and just kind of like lay a foundation for us of like, what is the Enneagram? What are the types? What is Annie talking about? Why is she always bragging about being a seven? I'm just kidding. I don't brag about being a seven, but I am proud. I can't help it. It's just the way the Lord made me. We're fun, you guys. So anyway, Beth came, sat down, went through all nine types with me, and I think you're really going to enjoy hearing her thoughts on each of the types and why the Enneagram matters and why it has suddenly shown up and what it is all about. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Beth McCord. Okay, so Beth, the way I even ran across you – was I got reintroduced to the Enneagram maybe a year or so ago, mm-hmm. and you were like the Instagram account that everybody follows. That worked out great for you, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, love it. it's amazing. Yeah, it's been going really great. What made you start doing this in the first place? Just the Enneagram as a whole? Yeah, like how did you, how did uh, it even come
1: into your life? Yes, well, let's go back 15 years. Oh, shall we? Okay, <laughs> yeah, I I'm ready. Um, yeah, so about 15 years ago, my husband and I were at a seminary. Uh-huh. He was taking uh, MDiv courses, and some of his friends were going through some challenging seasons, and their counselor pointed them to the Enneagram and Richard Rohr's book. So they passed it on to us, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really intriguing, right. um, especially from it being from a Christian viewpoint. Right. And then I kind of, you know, like everyone, which one am I? Well— I'm a type 9, so mm-hmm. I'll just put that out there in mm-hmm. front. And as a type 9— I'm a 7, as yes. everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> With a 7 wing, right? With a 7 wing, that's right. <laughs> that's a joke.
1: Okay, so um, so when I saw my type, it was so intriguing because nines actually know themselves the least. So to have something so descriptive and clear was just like almost like breathing fresh air. Like yeah. someone gets me—and I know most types feel that way, but a lot of times— know what's going on inside them. They may not be able to put the words. Nine sometimes don't even know what's going on inside okay. them. And just see the words was clarification, like, yeah, that is me. Yeah. And so it really helped. Now, it exposes the good and the not so good of our personality. And that's where my husband, being a pastor and us discipling people in our congregation, we really wanted to bring the gospel mm-hmm. into the Enneagram. Because the Enneagram, though, it's a powerful tool. It's just a tool. That's right. It's the gospel that brings transformation.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's really good. Yeah, I'm thinking about that for a second. That's really good. Because, <laughs> you know, I have two real goals for my podcast. Yeah. I want people to fall in love with European soccer and the Enneagram. Those yeah, are two exactly. things. I'm like, if they walk away. <laughs> and I and they like, too. I know. Um, I'm, I'm, that one's a little bit harder. It's harder to get British yeah. guys on my podcast sure. <laughs> than, you know, Nashville women like yourself. But I'm still trying. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm not giving up yet. But maybe just answer for people. I mean, I'll tell a little bit of my story that I don't know that I've shared on the podcast of coming around learning that I was a seven. Uh, You and I have talked about this, but there were parts of myself that I didn't understand and I didn't like because I didn't have a good folder to put it into. Yeah. And I didn't understand why I did some of the things I did, both positive and mostly negative. There was a couple of things that I did positive, but most of the time, (laughs) as you know, with sevens, anytime I felt pain or shame, it felt detrimental. Yeah. And felt deeper than I knew what to do with. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I came around understanding that that was part of being a seven and part of my personality type right. and understanding kind of an example I told you is I can always think of other careers. <laughs> yeah. And people, you know, all through church, what people say to, Christian teenagers is, God's going to bring the right person to you when you're content. Mm. And then I would freak out because I could think of eight other jobs I want, and I thought, well, I'm never going to be content. I'm just not content. I can always think of another job. So that means I'm never going to get the things that I want. Right. And then you start learning about yourself and learn that sevens like can always think of other jobs because that's how they are made. And I went, oh my gosh, that's so much freedom. So much freedom to understand. So I guess if we're going to win people over on Enneagram, tell me why should
1: someone care what their Enneagram number is? Right. No, that's really great. It's, you know, cause there's so many personality topologies out there and they're all really great. Right. Um, Most of them are pointing at what you do, your external behaviors, um, what you prefer. This is going to tell you why you do what you do. Right. And the reason why we want to do that as believers is God is not looking at the outside um, behaviors that we have. He's looking at the heart. Now, not all of us want to look at our heart and see what's going on. Some do, but I think what the Enneagram does is it allows us all to go there. And it allows us to see who we are at our best yeah. and not our greatest qualities. But the great thing about the Enneagram and how I use it as an Enneagram coach is that, you know, when we are living at a healthy level, that is us living as His beloved. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. we're always His beloved, right? When we're in Christ our identity is his. The problem is a lot of times we start wandering away. And when we start wandering away, we're living in our own strength. And all of a sudden, a lot of our personality constraints start popping up, the things that we don't really want to happen. And then we go, well, why am I doing that? Why am I stuck? Um, An Enneagram is going to point out why you're getting stuck. So Mm -hmm. when people look at the symbol, um, if they ever see the Enneagram symbol, it's a nine-pointed star. Oh my gosh, everyone (laughs) thinks it looks like a pentagram, like we're worshiping the devil. And so in We're my not. logo, I took off the circle <laughs> to kind of let Christians like breathe for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chill out, everybody. Because all it That's is right. is a map. And so, how yeah. I describe it is, it's your internal GPS. Mm-hmm. It is going to clearly describe to you when you're doing really well and when you're veering off course. So, nice. like if I was, you know, showing you how to use a GPS, one of the things I was gonna, I would tell you is, hey, when you're on the highway, Annie, if you hit this thing that goes duh, 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 the rumble strip, right? Uh, you're kind of getting off course. Right. <laughs> you definitely don't want to keep doing that because you're gonna land in that ditch over there. Right. Um, and you would be wise enough to stay on your best path. Now that's, I would. As
0: like a sixteen year old, I was not a very right. good driver. <laughs> right. Yeah, now I, exactly. would. now yeah. I would yeah.
1: You're probably distracted with all yeah, the fun right. things that you could do. You know, that's right. Um but in the Christian world, that is how I coach also is the Enneagram is gonna let us know clearly from our personality type why yeah. we do what we do. Yeah. Again, when we're really healthy and we're we're believing in and knowing who we are in Christ, but also when we're kind of veering off course. And the Enneagram is that rumble strip. So as I'm kind of showing you, let's say if we were going to do a coaching session, I would say, okay, here's, you know, what it looks like when you're not doing well. Of course it's not like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> and it's
0: really not fun yeah. for me.
1: Right. And yeah. so, but it's like, hey, this is when you're stuck. This is yeah. what it looks like. And How I felt the Lord was giving it to me was that is a sweet balm Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit and guidance that He gives us the Enneagram to say, hey, when you're not doing well as a type 7 or whatever type I'm working with, this is what it's going to look like when you're bearing of course, to woo us back, to call us back to him to say, no, don't go over there. Right, Stay on course. Stay focused on me. I am all that you need. Yeah. And that is the power of the Enneagram with the gospel. A lot of people are just reading about their types or just listening about the types they think they are. That's only maybe a fraction mm-hmm. of the puzzle. They really need to understand how the Enneagram works as a GPS. So, you know, why are there lines there? What are the numbers next to them? Do they have influence? Mm-hmm. All the things that make the Enneagram what it is, that's the important part so when i'm coaching or teaching i walk them through the structure of the enneagram Mm -hmm. so they clearly know not just oh it's hopeless it's helpless it's like no let me show you how to you know quote unquote recalculate you know when you're with a gps and you get off track let's recalculate let's get you back focusing on who you are in christ that you're Mm -hmm. his beloved you're free from shame guilt and fear Mm -hmm. and you can experience the freedom you have in christ and that, to me, is the power of the enneagram. Yeah,
0: you just did a series. Or it may almost be done. I don't know if you're on eight or nine on your Instagram of things you say to me that make me feel in conflict, or it yeah. can make us. And the seven one prickled in me, mm. and I was like, No, this is really good. Yeah. You need to re, You don't need to be scared of this. <laughs> right. You are a healthy seven. Exactly. You are not afraid of pain. Exactly. It is okay. No one is shaming you, right? For, right. Because that's the first thing yeah. that I hear. But you know, yeah. I have a special that's story of shame anyway. But
1: anything I lead with in being a coach or a pastor's wife is who you are in Christ. Mm -hmm. My whole goal is to show people you are free Mm -hmm. from shame. Mm -hmm. You are free from condemnation, guilt. You are His. And so when I can get people there, they can rest and they can be reassured and then they can see their not so great parts, be exposed and be vulnerable because they can go right to Christ because they know exactly where they're at. They know that they can rest in Him. They know that He's their strength, their guidance, all of that. So, yeah, the Enneagram can be hard to adjust to because it is really exposing. But, man, when you bring the gospel in, it's like, yeah, I do that. I am so sorry. Right. You know, I can go to my husband and say, yeah, I did that again. Right. I'm really sorry, but I can say that because I know I'm safe in Christ. Yeah.
0: And I think a good thing for everyone, a thing that some friends and I say to each other and that I hear that you and I have talked about is like, it's really important to learn your number, learn learn the Enneagram, and learn your friends' numbers. But then also remember we're all individual humans, too. Yes, exactly. So I'm not going to be everything a seven is. Right. An example, I'm, you may have told me this example, but an example I say a lot is if you sent me to Home Depot and said, buy blue paint. Right. There's a lot of blue. Absolutely. I would know which section to go to, but I wouldn't know if yep. you meant navy or baby blue. And Absolutely. those are really different. And so I also want people to have freedom to, like— Well, if Annie's a seven, I don't look anything like Annie. Or if Beth's a nine, I don't look anything like Beth. Yeah, that's
1: the great thing about the Enneagram is—and that's why, to me, it's so important they learn the Mm -hmm. structure—is you'll see why there's so many different levels or different kinds of sevens or fours or eights or whatever. Um, And that's the beauty of it. God does give us clarity in why we are the way we are, because our personality is us running away from our core fears. Mm -hmm. We have core desires that we're constantly going for, and then we have this core weakness. And so— I always tell people that's the plumb line, that you're looking for your main type. It's not the outward behavior. Because a lot of women love a clean house, but why do they do it? The Enneagram is all about the why. Why do you think, feel, and behave the way you do? And it's because you have certain core fears, desires, Mm -hmm. and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Um, And on my website where the nine types are, you can see all those and kind of compare and contrast. So, for instance, like us here today. Like if you were to kind of be more assertive and aggressive towards me, that would be like the worst thing possible in my mind. Not okay. that you would, of course. You're <laughs> I don't have fun. that in me.
0: <laughs> I mean, I do, but, I, but I'm I like a nine a and
1: nines don't like <laughs> conflict. So right. my, one of my core fears is being disconnected from people, being in conflict, overlooked. Um, but my desire is to be connected, to have peace of mind and stability. So those are the things that even if I'm not aware of it, that I'm constantly yeah. after. What's the motivating factor behind my personality? It's not that I'm doing an outward behavior. sure. And so a lot of people are like, oh, Annie, you've got to be a this number or Susan, right. you're this. And it's like, please don't. Don't type each type other. Because yeah. you, you don't know the internal reasons. Yes. Yes. And this is all about the internal. And I work with people all the time that even us together... It takes a lot of time to find their main Mm -hmm, type, mm -hmm. Um, and that's perfectly fine. In fact, I always tell people, hey, actually, the ones that take the longest are the ones that grow the most because they have to do the most in the work. work. So if you're the ones out there that are struggling to find your type, just go, oh, cool, I'm going to be the one (laughs) that's growing the most. Let's
0: start there. Someone wants to figure out what their type is. People ask me this all the time on Instagram, Twitter. Annie, tell me what to do. I send them to your website. I send them to nine Yep. (laughs) What's your first step? Someone says,
1: What to do. Okay. Yeah. So what they can do, what what we ultimately get down to is finding their core fear, their Mm -hmm. core desire, and that core weakness. And on my website, if you click on the, the nine types, you can see those for each type, but there is a free assessment on my website, mm-hmm. and that can give you at least a guidance. Some direction. Yeah, give that's what direction. I like to say to my
0: friends. It's like, just yeah, take all the tests you want, yes, and that is just going to get you started right. on figuring out, then now I should go read about these two types I score really exactly. high Exactly. Because yeah. here's, the,
1: here's the thing. When you get those scores, they're only about 75%, 80% accurate, even if you paid for the good ones. Yeah. And the reason is, this is about your internal world, and not everybody knows their internal world very well. So, <laughs> depending on how you answered it. And, like, what happened at lunch? Exactly. And what happened
0: last night? and where you're feeling. And we're
1: looking at the overall disposition of your whole life, not just the last 10 minutes or two weeks. Or So those assessments, though, they can give you guidance. Mm -hmm. You really want to find those core fear, core desire, and core weakness. And I will say for those out there, the core weakness in other literature can be called the passion or the Mm -hmm. deadly sin, just in case other people have different resources. I call it the core weakness because – it's like the thorn on our side, you know, When Paul was like, please take this away from me. And God's like, no, three times. But his power is made perfect in our yeah, weakness. Yeah. And all those, that core weakness, you know, as you know yours. Yes, I do. It's like, it's <laughs> like almost like gravity keeps pulling at yes, us and we're yes. like, oh I just wish I was, you know, rid of this finally. Well, Christ is working in us. Mm-hmm. But it is something that we're gonna have to bear over time until we are with him.
0: And I've gotten better at seeing it and going, yes. Oh, I'm doing this. Yes. And I'm and i and so what am I lacking? That's the question I always yes. say. okay, what are you lacking? What are you trying to fill up with this gluttonous behavior? Okay, exactly. so here's what we yeah. should do. Let's go through, because my dream of today yes. is that all of our friends listening feel like they get a basic understanding of sure. each number. Okay, So can we just go through one through nine yes. and just give us those three things? Those three things, tell and then I'm
1: also going to throw in what their heart longs to hear. Oh,
0: oh listen, because that is the one that made me cry like it made me weep, a baby when, when you posted that it, yeah. on Instagram. Oh my gosh. I was talking with some friends from church the other night. We were all standing around after the last service, and they were trying to figure out what they were. And that's what we went back to on your Instagram, was we yeah. went back to the core, or the thing your heart longs to hear. Yes.
1: And here's the so. good thing: before we even say that, is we kind of look for it from our parents, we look for it from our spouse or other people. You're never going to get it there. You might get a little bit, right? But you're going to get it from the gospel. Yeah. Christ satisfied all of this, so that's what's so cool about the Instagram. Is you know, with my pastor when he is preaching he will actually bring in all the nine types you won't say it out loud but because you know pastors can usually preach from their viewpoint well mm-hmm. that might not land on all the types right yeah, yeah. so we want to know what is this message that is really going to kind of unlock like really yeah me yeah and it's like yes christ even did this for you yeah so i love it do you want me okay. to say the names and then just kind of go yeah through? start with
0: one okay and we'll just work our way through. All right. And I'll throw in very wise and things as we go. So I'm just kidding. Great. I'll just listen.
1: <laughs> no, that's great. Okay. So, type one is the moral perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Uh, their core fear is being wrong, evil, corruptible, or inappropriate. Okay. Their core desire is to have integrity. To be right, virtuous, and to be the good boy or the good girl. So very black and white. Right. They have an inner critic inside that always tells them what is right. They're and what's the ones wrong. who always hear voices. Right. Well, not voices. A, a, yeah, a very voice. loud yeah. inner critic. Yes. Okay. So they always
0: have some a head, someone in their head telling them you're yes. not doing this right. Right.
1: And it's mm. very loud. Um, now the core weakness is resentment um, and this means kind of like anger that bubbles up and is repressed because they repress the anger they I'm not angry because yeah. that would be wrong or bad right but it kind of comes out as resentment or prickliness. Um, because they feel like they're the only adult around doing the right thing.
0: Yes, that's how I feel. My one friend, you see that in them Mm -hmm. where you're like, listen, we are having a great time. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. But they have that little prickly, something's Mm -hmm. not working.
1: Yeah. Right. So there's that resentment that comes up because to them it's very clear, like, guys, we should be doing this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why aren't you, you know, seeing it this way and doing it? And they're
0: also great. In our town, ones are great at being managers Mm -hmm. and assistants. And you see a lot of ones stepping into the role of like, okay the artist is out and the one can stay back and make all the things run right
1: exactly so the message that the one longs to hear is you are good Mm. and a lot of times when I'm working with ones they're like but we aren't good and I'm, right. like, I'm like, you're absolutely right. But here's what the gospel says. Yeah. Because Christ lived the perfect life, yeah. he took away your sin, and he imparted, imputed onto you his righteousness, mm-hmm. you are good mm-hmm. based off of him. Not because of you. But you can rest in the fact when God looks at you, he sees Christ and he says you are good. Yeah. And so the That's ones good. can actually rest in that, and that will bring them freedom. Yeah. Okay. So the type two, the sub- wait. Hold on. I have oh, more yeah. questions about yes. once. Let's hold. Oh. Hold on.
0: Anger is their kind of sin, right? Or right. their that's the thing. weakness. Yeah. yeah, their weakness. But it doesn't always play out like yelling anger. No. Right. No. Because that would be bad. Right. In their mind. And I think that's a. I think that's a thing that I, I don't have. It's been very interesting as my friends in my community have learned their types. Yeah. And we've made this. I mean, people joke all the time that like Nashville loves the enneagram right yes, now, and it exactly. does seem true. It seems yeah. like the middle of every conversation. And in fact, not even in Asheville. I was out of town this weekend, and we talked about it the whole time. Yeah. But ones seem to. Well, what I've noticed in my life is there are some numbers I have a lot of, yeah. and some numbers I don't have a lot of, and I have very few ones in my life. Yeah. Um, why do you think that is? Why is, are they are <laughs> just, they here, well, or are they not like me? No, it's
1: the not. That ones they don't like, like you. sevens. I think a lot of it just has because I, mean, I don't have a lot of fives in my life. Uh-huh. I think it could be the the circles we run in. Okay. You know, like I'm not in a profession that there's going to be a lot of fives. So. Um, I think that's part of it. Yeah. But you know, sevens aren't going to necessarily be like, oh, yay, you know, because they can constrain and um, deprive the yeah. seven of fun. So I'm not saying that you're purposely sure. keeping them out, but it might just be a natural life. Because the couple that I do have are really close friends.
0: Yeah. Right. So there's there's not like a crowd of right run around ones. It's exactly. Just like they're either really in or they right. aren't in my life, which is fascinating. Okay, yeah. ones. I love them. Yeah. Ones are great. Exactly. Ones are great because what?
1: Man, they Why keep us. They keep us on track. They know yeah. what's right. They're they're the ones getting things done, yeah. um, doing it in the right way. They're not going to allow things to go astray. When a lot of us could be like, "Oh, who cares?" and then it's like all of a sudden down the road, you're like, "Oops, yeah, that really did matter." Yeah, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> and the ones are like, "That's why I bought that at the store." Exactly. And I didn't even tell you. Yeah, yeah great. It. So I love it. Yeah, yeah, ones. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. So type twos, they're the supportive advisors. My
0: one of my sisters is a two, and she's such a true two. Yeah. It's so beautiful. My daughter's a two. Oh, they're just when they are healthy. Yes. And when they're really twos. Yes. We can talk a long time. Okay. Go tell us about yeah. two.
1: <laughs> and to see an example of it two, they can go to my Instagram and go back a couple weeks and they'll see my the picture of my daughter throwing herself apart at her yes. b- own birthday yes. party. Yes, I saw, saw it. it. Yes, but it was really for her friends. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> she wanted it, them. Yes, it was so cute. It was anyway, so cute. A nine isn't going to do all that work. So, okay. So the core fear of the two is being worthless, needy, inconsequential, uh, dispensable, unworthy, and definitely they fear not being loved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so they want to be loved. And wanted. That's their core desire, Mm -hmm. and it's more. What it looks like more is appreciation, thankfulness. People see the 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 giving heart that they have. So that's really kind of because all of us want to be loved, right? But it's this. I I gave to you. I served you. I saw your need, and I offered it could be support, it could be guidance, it could be lots of things, but yeah. I gave to you in your need, and you recognize that. Right. That's what feels like love to them.
0: Um, and do you agree? I think it feels like a lot of times female Christians test as twos. Maybe. I don't know. Culturally. I've never— yeah, Oh, I thought I, you and I have talked about this. Have we no. not? Oh, I think I think a lot of Christian females mistype as twos because culture tells oh, us that. they mistype. Yeah, yes, yeah. I could see that easily. Yeah, That's, yes. Culture tells Christian women, they're supposed to be helping absolutely all the time.
1: And then what's, what's hard is, um, and then we'll get to the core weakness, and this might make sense, but what's hard is that, especially if you're a two or similar to a two, the Christian atmosphere is, oh, you should be serving. Yes. So then they feel like they have to be doing it. Right. And really what we should be doing for our Christian sisters that are twos is like, you have permission to care for yourself. Mm. You are working way too hard for right. everyone else. Right. So we really want to protect them almost from themselves. Yeah by giving so much, you know, because they they won't even look at their own needs, which is this is the core weakness of the two is pride. Um, And this is the inability and unwillingness to acknowledge one's own pain and suffering. And so they'll deny their own needs to help others. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. for them, and here's a reason. So if a two takes a look at their needs and they tell you what they need, well, then they can't help you. And if they can't help you, then you can't give them appreciation. Therefore, are they loved or not loved? Right. So the message they long to hear is you are wanted for just being you. Just being you. Yeah. And so we want them to know, I love that you give. I love that you serve. But I just want you to know, I just love you. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be blown away. Like, really? Like, you see behind the giving mm-hmm. that I'm special, that, yeah. that I'm worth love? And it's like, yes. Yeah, yeah you totally are. Oh. Yeah, so, my
0: sister's a great one, Sally. She is just, and, and she's how I judge all twos. Right. I'm always like, no, 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 you're not a two. My yeah. Sally's a two, you're
1: not yeah. a two. So twos, they'll walk into our room, and they have this antenna that kind of come out, and they feel everyone's feelings, and they mm. know exactly how people are feeling and who has need. And then they kind of like beam line to the person who has need and goes and helps them with that with, which, whatever way they want. Yeah. Now, just to let people know, we'll get to nines. There is a difference between nines and twos in that. So maybe when yeah. we get to nines, I'll kind of differentiate the two. Because yeah. a lot of people are like, I don't know, my a nine or my yeah. a two? Is that two. happen with threes and eights as well? Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah and there's, yeah. there's you know, good reasons that there's differences. Yeah. But on the surface, people can kind of go, eh, I don't know.
0: Yeah. So twos are great because?
1: Oh, man, their their hearts are so beaming for other people. They're yeah. very empathetic. They know others suffering mm-hmm. um, and they know how to help and serve. And when they're at their healthiest, they're literally doing it out of a selfless heart. They're mm-hmm. not needing that return because they're resting in the fact that lo- God loves them yeah. exactly where they're yeah. at. So, yeah. Okay, let's talk about threes. You All know right. I have
0: three issues.
1: Well, and there's lots of threes here at Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Okay, And many of them are really, really wonderful people. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so threes are the successful achiever. They fear, failing, being incompetent, inefficient, exposed, worthless, and unable to appear successful. Mm-hmm. So their desire is to be valuable, admired, and respected. So they're really looking for a certain image of, you know, the successful one, have high status, have a lot of, like, um, really important connections. Um, So they're kind of looking for that status. Mm -hmm. Now, their core weakness is deceit. And this means that they deceive themselves into believing that they are only the image they present to others. Mm. So that's a really hard one because then... They have to show and prove. No, I, I'm successful. I'm admirable. I've got right. this status. I've done this. And so a lot of times we'll find threes um, giving us their resume on right. a daily basis or showing it on Instagram. And the reason is you can't know how to love me unless I show you or tell you about my successes. Mm. And what, we, what they long to hear is you are loved and valued for just being you. You don't have to. Similar to it, to too. Similar, but you don't it's have really to earn or yeah. perform. My love. Yeah. And so that's what Christ did, right? I mean, He just loves us right where we're at. Mm. We don't have to earn it. And in fact, we can't earn it. Mm -hmm. And so the threes can rest in the fact that their image, the status they have, comes from Christ, and that is all they need. Yeah. And that, you know, and that's hard. So, you know, with threes, if you have a three that is, you know, constantly showing you their successes and they've done this and they've done that, you know, you might want to just ask them or, you know, just show them love. Like, I I'm, so, I so admire all those mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. But I just want you to know I love you yeah, right where you're at. Yeah. Not because of those things, though. Those are great. You are special. And that would mean a lot.
0: I have a lot more male threes in my life than female threes. My assistant, Eliza, is a female three. She's yeah. a really healthy one, though. And so I, may, she and I get along just fine. Yeah.
1: Do you think in general there are more male threes or is that just how our Nashville I think that, works? Well, and I think it might just be the people you're around, but no, I think there's probably a Plenty good, and and you know different types are going to show the types a little bit differently. You're probably recognizing a lot of male threes. We're in an industry, you know, here yes, in Nashville. Totally. Yeah. Whether it's the church or the music industry or just in general, this is just a, a very vibrant three culture. Even yeah. if not everyone is a three. Threes do well here. Yeah, threes that and fours is. and sevens. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, do very well in Nashville. Oh, I bet fours very do really creative well in and yeah. like get things done. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: Okay, this one you're really going to have to sell me on. Why do we need threes? (laughs) Why (laughs) Threes make the world great because—
1: Well, man, they are— Because
0: I'm—the truth is some male threes I've interacted with are a little scary to me because I feel like they aren't telling me the truth. Mm, Yeah. I feel like they're always hiding something. And so the experience I'm having is fine, but it feels like there's something I don't see. Yeah. And and I'm—and as a seven, I run from pain. So if I can't see it coming, it's going to attack me. Yes. And I'm going to get destroyed. Right. And that has happened. Yeah. So
1: sure. with threes. Well, and again, we're talking, we have to also remember that a person at the healthiest part, remember, and I call it mm-hmm. living as beloved, yeah, is going to look different than a person who's living in their strength, which is autopilot or average, okay? Yeah. And then there's unhealthy. Right. And a person who's healthy looks radically different than unhealthy. Right. So we don't want to categorize all types. I know, sorry. You know? No, 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 no. <laughs> but, I mean, it's true. Like, when you're around any type that's not doing so great, guess what? It is not fun. Right. But when everyone is living as who they are in Christ and they're mm-hmm. healthy, mm-hmm. man, they just shine like stars. They're amazing. Yeah. So
0: so we need threes. Threes are great. Yes, because Well,
1: they're motivating. They yeah, get things done. They're they do very efficient. They're quick.
0: They're successful. They're successful. successful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a three on my team and man, she's like lightning fast. Yeah. It's like, I just, I know she's going to knock it as out of the park. It is, yeah. So it's just great. You know, I can yeah. just really rely on those things. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. I believe you. I believe you. Threes, I love you, threes. Yes. I love you so hard. Just don't lie to me. Yes. Don't sneak attack me. Right, exactly. With
1: your your angry eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you've got got your eyes on them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so type fours, they're the romantic individualist. Okay? So their core fear is being inadequate, emotionally cut off, plain, mundane, defective, flawed, Mm -hmm. and definitely not having a significant influence or an identity. Oh, wow. And they want a very... um, specific unique identity and we'll get snowflakes yes when we don't we will get into why they desire to be unique special and definitely authentic to themselves so true to who they are Mm -hmm. so their core weakness and this will kind of explain it their core weakness is envy and they have this feeling that something fundamentally is missing in them or Mm -hmm. something tragically flawed and they then have envy because they see others as if others don't have this tragic flaw or so if you think about fours is you know if we do a puzzle here on the table in front of us Mm -hmm. and we're almost done and there's like one missing piece in the middle and it's just beautiful puzzle but there's this missing piece it's like oh like it could have been so great but it's not Mm-hmm. That's how a four feels about themselves. Oh. Like there's something tragically missing. Mm-hmm. But then they look at everyone else and they're like, oh, their puzzle's perfect and beautiful. Yeah, they and finished their puzzle. Yeah, the one. yeah. But yeah. it's not true. Yeah. They are uniquely created beautifully and wonderfully the way God designed them to be. They're yeah. not flawed. Yeah. That's going to be, again, the core weakness. It's going to be something they're going to have to wrestle with, like all of us with our core weakness, mm-hmm. over a lifetime. But Christ answers it because the message they long to hear is you are seen for who you are, special and unique. Mm -hmm. And that's what God says to them. I mean, He designed them. He knows. Mm -hmm. So He's very intimate. Fours feel misunderstood, um, but He understands. He sees them. He loves them and holds them. So that's what we want our fours to know is they feel that there's something missing or tragically flawed, but there's not. And so when we hear them, we they're, they have a lot of emotions and feelings, and they're feeling all yeah, of them. Yeah, fours are
0: high feelers. Yes, yeah. high
1: feelers. And we need to give them space to feel. The waters they swim in is melancholy.
0: Yeah. Which Eeyore. might be kind of hard for you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm a ticker to the Eeyore. That's exactly. right. Yeah.
1: But that's the waters they swim in. I have a four that even said it's the sweet melancholy of the soul. Mm. It's this. It's a beautiful space to them. And so yeah. a lot of us, like I'm on the optimistic spectrum, too. It's like, oh, let me cheer you up. And it's like. No, don't cheer me up. Like, just embrace the beauty and the longing that I have in life. And so that's how we can love fours is just saying, you know, I see that uniqueness in you. I I have some
0: really great fours in my life, and I love—yeah, I've grown. This is why we do this, because once you understand, oh, my gosh, my friend Emily Freeman, one of my favorite authors, Emily P. Freeman, a beautiful, healthy four. Mm. And I go, oh, my gosh, I get it. Yes. I get it. This is why we work. Right. This is how we work. This is why you need more quiet than I need. And you just— You yeah I see so it'd be I like beauty if, in that if we
1: had nine different uh, glasses in front of us, um, as in like uh, sunglasses yeah. but they all had different shades of color. You're wearing red lenses and mm-hmm. I'm wearing purple lenses. And then if we said here, let me give you my lens and we each try each other's lenses on, we look around, we're like, oh my gosh, you totally see the world different. Like I had no idea, right? Because we only know. I ourselves. wish we could actually do that. I know, really, <laughs> That'd be so helpful. Which is what I try to help you yeah, know that's with right. the coaching. But right. once we do it, it's like. I may not ever fully get it because I wear mine, yeah. but at least I understand now and I can have compassion and love sure. and mercy and forgiveness and you to me. Right. And so that's where, you know, when we're talking when, and I'm working with couples, we want them to bring their differences out in the middle, not mm-hmm. at each other mm-hmm. and talk about like, you know, what I, I see it like this or I felt it like this mm-hmm. and then hear why they did it Yeah. so that we can kind of see the different perspectives so that you know, one of my, my pastors in Illinois, Bob Smart, who's so amazing, he said the word assume aside.
0: Oh wow. We can totally that's assume beautiful. aside all the time right. because we
1: see it from our vantage point. Right. And we need to give space and time for others to explain their side. Yeah. So we don't yeah. assume aside our relationships. Yeah. That's so great. anyway, okay. that's
0: fours. So why do we need fours? They're great uh, because
1: they're so they have beauty and longing and they show us the beauty of Christ and the yeah. beauty of what the garden was and right, will be, and they right. bring it here on Earth. It's, and they slow me down, yeah, in a good way. Well, and they yeah they, they make me like sit in right. This. Well, yeah, especially yeah. for a seven, they yeah. are a great role model in showing you yeah. how to be in emotions. And yeah. if you're grieving, you want a four yeah, around. No kidding, they will go there, yeah. no problem. Yeah, so that's really amazing. Yeah. Okay, let's so, talk about fives. I love right. fives. Hey, fives, um, the investigative thinker. So their core fear is being annihilated being ignorant, invaded, incapable, not existing, or obliga- I think obligations put on them. So mm-hmm. it's really kind of interesting. Like for me as a nine, it's a, a very different type. Yeah. They desire to be capable and competent. So what this looks like, and it's going to make a lot more sense when I explain the core weakness. So their core weakness is avarice. And what it looks like in the Enneagram is that they feel that they lack inner resources and that too much interaction with others will lead to catastrophic depletion. Yeah. So this leads them from withholding themselves from contact with the world. And thus they minimize their resources and needs. So they kind of, they don't ask for people for help they're just going to do it themselves yeah so what this looks like is let's say we have a new cell phone you know there's going to be a new apple iphone right. here soon right when they come out it's like they last all day and maybe even to the next day it's like great well that's your extrovert right maybe you feel this way maybe me yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they can just go and go and go and it's great well the introverts are more like they eh, last about 75% of the day and yeah. so they just need to plug in you know I just can't make it the whole day. Right. Like, any doubts. Right. <laughs> then the t- the five, they there's even extrovert fives, but even yeah. for the extrovert fives, they're like a phone that lasts 20%, 25% of the day. So if you think about a but phone— But you're getting a
0: really good version of them yes. for that. They're a great human oh, man. for that. Super but,
1: focused and, yeah. yeah, can get so much done. But what it means, interactional with other people, is that—so if I'm with other people and I'm a five— if I'm surprised, like I kinda plan out my day. Okay, I only have twenty percent, twenty five percent, so I'm gonna have this meeting and this meeting. Okay, I think I can ration my internal resources uh, to go this much. Yeah. So then if you surprise them, it's like, no, I I, I, cannot, I already planned out my day. I can't do that. Like yeah. they physically feel like they're gonna be annihilated yeah, yeah. or destroyed because they don't have anything left. And so for us, that are more extroverts, it's like, I don't really understand that. But it's a really serious thing. And the fives out there are like, yes, this is it. Yeah. So they go away to plug in. That's They yes. need private time. Yeah. This isn't, a lot of people might, and it's very intense. They can set up very intense boundaries because it is a need. Like mm-hmm. if your phone is at 1%, you have to go plug yes. in. Yes. So for them, they have to go plug in, and that's by getting away. And they'll have a private room, and then they have a private, private room. Oh. So it's like nobody can go into that yeah. space. Yeah. And the fives out there going, oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. How did she know? Yeah. Um, but it's true. That is the place that they recharge. They think through their day. They think through their thoughts and emotions, and they process. Because really, they are the observers of the world. They are observing things all More the time. More than fours? Yes. Okay. And so they have all of this observation going on in their head, and they need time to think it through, compartmentalize it, pull it apart. I mean, and they're kind of the ones that love um, mechanics and how things work and stuff like that. So for me, when I'm working with others that want to understand fives, it's just to understand that this time to to need to be alone is not – um, like they don't want to be with it's you. Not personal. It's not personal. Yeah. Just think of it like if your phone is about ready to die, like it is a need. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a wife who was uh, a six, and then at night her husband would come home, oh, guess what? We're going to go out with Jane and Bob. And he was just like, I, I can't. Like You yeah. can't just spring this on me. But as a six and wanting to be connected with people and loyal and committed, she was like, oh, my gosh, we have to. Like we, we said we would. Yeah. And he's like, But you sprung it on me. So you can see how those different views can really – you know, pose a problem until we sure. bring understanding to it. Right. So, um,
0: and so fives don't want help from people; they just want to sort it out all themselves.
1: Um, I wouldn't say that they don't want help, as in like, you know, in a mean way. Yeah. No. No. But yeah, they they kind of want to just you know minimize their resources and needs so that they don't need. To be helped. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And the message they long to, help, to hear is that your needs are not a problem. Yeah. And of course, God's like, let me bestow upon you all that I yeah, have. Yeah. So not only are your needs not a problem, I'm going to give you above and beyond mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. you ask for or need, even yeah. the needs that you don't know. So, oh, I love that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I'm a fan of fives.
1: Yeah. But tell me why are fives great? We need uh, fives because... Fives are so great because they they are the ones that observe the world in ways that we can't imagine, mm-hmm. and they, they're the ones that can bring about like inventions and things that we could never have thought of. Oh, um, cool. Like an Albert Einstein. Yeah. Now, not all fives are an Albert Einstein, Sure. but they can see the world in ways that... A lot of us can never see. Okay. And so we need that perspective. Um, they also usually know a little bit of everything. Yeah. But they definitely love to specialize in a couple areas. And when yeah. I mean specialize, they Oh, the way rabbit hole. Yeah, 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 yeah for um, sure. So they love to learn and have lots of knowledge, those yeah. kinds of things. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. So sixes. Sixes. I've got sixes all in my life. I've yeah, I've got my do mom, you? my husband, my son. So it's awesome. You're surrounded by them. I am. I love it. Um, so sixes are the loyal guardians. They fear fear itself. Mm. Uh, being without support, guidance, being alone, blamed, targeted, and definitely physically abandoned. Oh, their wow. core desire is to be uh, to have security, guidance, and support. So sixes, their core weakness really explains them. Um, they have anxiety or angst. So mm. sixes walk around in a constant state of angst or worry Uh-oh. about possible wor- yeah. worst case events. You know, yeah. like you know, could this go wrong? Could that go wrong? Um, And so what we want to help sixes know is, you know, the the message they long to hear is you are safe. Yeah. And if you just think of Christ holding his Mm -hmm. children, like, you know, he's got them. And a lot of times folks are like, yeah, but like, look around, like, you know, yeah, I know we're here on earth, but ultimately Christ said it is finished. Mm -hmm. You know, we are completely safe in him when we are his child. Um, but sixes are great. A lot of people are like, whoa, what's so great about sixes? They're yeah. worst case scenario thinkers. And a lot, if you're an optimist, you you perceive them as pessimists. And mm-hmm. if you talk to a six, they'll say, no, but I'm a realist. But um, sixes are great because they're going to help you understand all the possibilities that could happen mm-hmm. um, and to kind of guard you in. So I worked for a company and they, um, they had a product that didn't quite go as well. Um, and it took a little bit longer, but you know, what would have been beneficial is to have a six saying, But what about what if this could happen or what if oh, that could happen? right. So though that might not be, so there are sort of
0: pro- troubleshooters. Yeah, they're
1: troubleshooters. That's they're restorers. They they look at what problems you know might be and fix them beforehand. Um, so that might not be fun yeah. for others or yeah. efficient because we're not going <laughs> fast. We're having yeah. to kind of you know. But it's really really helpful yeah. when legitimate things could happen that a six could have seen ahead of time right
0: a three would be wise to have a six near to them
1: yeah yeah and when we get to the angst and the anxiety one thing that sixes need to understand is like the one has the one inner critic sixes have an internal committee oh okay yeah so they have the thoughts of well what about this and then there's another thought that comes in well what about that but don't forget this and this could happen and it's all of these swat or thoughts swimming around in their head and sixes out there going oh she knows. It's like, yes, I know. (laughs) And what happens with that is because there's so many questions kind of coming at them, they then don't know which one they're supposed to follow. And this is what causes self-doubt and anxiety, which is why they go out and seek advice. So one's are the types that they know, because mm-hmm. they have that inner critic, mm-hmm. this is the right way. Yeah. The Sixers are more like, well, I have all of these competing possibilities. And they go outside mm-hmm. of themselves to mm-hmm. get the guidance okay. they need. And then they go and move in the right direction. But we want them to realize you have a lot of discernment. You yeah. can make these awesome decisions yourself, but don't let the self-doubt, you know, get ahead of you. My husband's did a lot of great work with the, this inner committee. Yeah. And so it's been really great seeing all of that kind of progress and give more freedom to him yeah. as well.
0: That's yeah. amazing. Okay, so why do we need sixes? They're great because— They're great.
1: They're troubleshooters. Yeah, they're going to take they're care restores. of everything. Yeah. They're, they're committed. They're witty. They're fun. They're so they're, loyal. They're sixes so loyal. cannot handle— They have a great sense of humor. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah, that is true. Really good. You
0: know what's funny is one of the girls who works with me is a six, and we talked today about some things that are changing, and she cried. Oh. Because, but the depth was she was—it was an abandonment fear. Yes. It was not a change fear. Yes. And, but because we've done the work, we go like, no one's leaving you. Yeah. We're going to be fine. Yeah.
1: It is not a big deal. And these are just ingrained things, and they're, and they're things we just need to realize they are going to pop up. My mm-hmm. husband, you know, was at work the other day, and two guys, he's new at this job, and two guys went out for lunch, and he was kind of left in the office, and he, you know, instantly the six popped in, like, well, I guess you're being abandoned. Yeah. You know, and, and then he had to stop and go, okay, Noe, where's this coming from? Right. And again, the, the suicide, right? Right. And so then when he realized, oh, those two guys have had a standing lunch on this day of the week forever. Right then it's like, oh, it's not abandonment. It's just what it is. And so he was able to correct course, you know, feel the rumble strip and go, okay, wait, Mm -hmm. my six might be saying that, Mm -hmm. but here's what's true. And so that's how we kind of use it. Yeah. All right. Are you ready?
0: Sevens. Let's tell, tell me it.
1: about them. Right. the best. Okay, got it. So they're the entertaining <laughs> optimists. Yes, I know. It's yes. so annoying, but it's true. That's no, not. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, so the core fear of the seven is being deprived, trapped in emotional pain, limited, bored, or missing out on something, especially something fun.
0: Yes. Listen, the other night at dinner, one of my friends said, Let's go around and say our greatest fear. And I was like, No. <laughs> and my friend Luke Norsworthy was on the left, of me and, he, and he's a seven. We were both like, No. Yeah. You are. Trapping us in our emotional right. pain. We yeah. do not have to do this. Exactly. We're, that is not a fun dinner conversation for right. sevens. Yes.
1: No. Let's go deep. Yeah. Right. Well, so, I don't mind
0: going deep. I just don't want it to be about my fears. Right. There let's yet. talk about Let's not talk about pain.
1: Yes, exactly. So um the core desire of the seven, and you can amen this if you think, but is to be happy, fully satisfied, and fully content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it goes back to your story earlier when people are saying, oh, you should be content. That's Mm -hmm. when God is going to give you a spouse. Well, I mean, oh my goodness, your heart's desire is to be fully content Mm -hmm. and actually we'll get into the core weakness. So for the seven is gluttony and it's not just food. It's
0: not just food. It is
1: the insatiable desire to fill oneself up with experiences and stimulation. Mm -hmm. And this is to avoid emotional pain and to pursue the positive stimulating activities that they want. Yes. So gluttony is not like, oh, I'm just going to eat a lot of food. It's, Okay, so I I say that sevens are like a bucket, you know, inside, and it has all these holes. And they're just trying to fill that bucket up with all these fun experiences and stimulation because it's too painful when it's empty. And so what I help them to understand is – In order to kind of fill up your bucket, as much as we can here on earth, right, Right, because it's never going to be perfect, is the more you rest in the gospel and the satisfaction that Christ gives you, the spring of living water, Mm -hmm. and you savor the present moment, those things plug up the holes. Obviously, not all of them. Right. But to a point where all of a sudden you're feeling this satisfaction and contentment. Yeah. But that's really hard. Because there is so much stimulation, right? right? I mean
0: And your bucket has to get empty for you to realize that there's holes and that's there Yes. That's
1: and heartbreaking. And then will the seven get help? Or or continue? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. But it's that desire of being filled up. And I see it myself
0: when I wanna watch all of a TV show. Yeah. Or if I suddenly am riding in the car, I'm like, I need to call like eight friends. There's eight people I need to talk to right now. Yes. Or if I wanna if I buy like three sets of expensive concert tickets in a row, right. I start saying to my oh, you're you're I got gluttoning. That's not a word. I'm like, oh you're gluttoning. Yeah. Something there's something that you're trying to fill those right. holes right. with sets of expensive concert tickets. Yeah. You can go to that show, but sure. also maybe let's talk about
1: what's happening here. Right. And that's yeah. the thing. It's not that going to these things is wrong. It's not bad to have experiences and fun. Right. It's If it gets to a point where that is the source of your peace or you're feeling contentment, it's never going to happen. It's never going to work. Actually, the more you try to fill up with things on earth, the more holes you're going to get and the more you're feeling a panic to fill up. And there
0: is a lot of sevens I know that use drugs or alcohol. Or um, money or yeah. sex or but any kind of thing that you can get a lot of. Yeah.
1: But if you're a Christian, it can even be turned into giving a lot oh, of money. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. You and I talked about mm-hmm. this
0: that one of your family members, y'all yes. had to like step in and be like, stop giving away. Yes. Because yeah.
1: it felt so good
0: yes. to give money away. I know,
1: away. I know. So it can be done in lots of different ways. It's so really, time it's like putting time
0: into something at yes. church or, yeah, yeah. It can be and we
1: all have, because, you know, Jeremiah 2 13 talks about us making cisterns yeah. that don't hold water. Yeah. And the spring of living water is like literally right. Right next to us. So we all do it. Um, But this is kind of almost a... We specialize in it. Yes. (laughs) In this form. (laughs) Right. Um, But so the word I'm always wanting sevens to repeat to themselves over and over is savor. Mm. Savor the moment, not just the food, though. That is something that some sevens is like they love food and they love variety. Oh, my gosh. I I love
0: fine dining stuff. Yes. I I went out with two
1: sevens separately recently that are here in Nashville. And I was like, oh, so what are you gonna get? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I just want a little bit of everything. Yes. And I totally laughed. And yes. they looked at me and they go, oh, you know, Tony. <laughs>
0: when Chris McClarney was on the show, he is a seven as well. And we talked about that our dream experience is going to a restaurant and saying, just bring everything. Yes. We wanna try yes. everything. Just let us try everything.
1: And so sevens wanna try it once. Yeah. But then they need to try it again to see if they liked it the first time.
0: <laughs> yes. The first time is purely the experience. Yeah. The second time is what it actually tastes like. Exactly. For sure. Yeah.
1: So savoring the moment, but also savoring word, yeah. your relationship with Christ. Yeah. And, and what I tell people is, you know, kind of the quiet times and all that stuff, it might need to look radically different, even for all the types. Yeah. But for the seven, it's like, let it be fun. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be that you're sitting in your bed or, you know, you have your notebook out and it is, right. you know, a specific way. Now, sometimes love that. But make it unique and different and special and bright and fun. Yeah, yeah. and But then sit in it. Be yeah. in it. That's the most important part. Yeah.
0: And I think what some shame sevens feel is people think that because I'm fun, I am dumb. Or because I'm right. fun, I am shallow. Right. Or because I choose fun, that I'm not willing to feel any pain yeah. and that I'm silly all the time. Right. And so I think that's a good thing you've helped me walk through of like, no, that's just shame talking. That's not other yeah. people talking. Exactly. But, but you can be fun and. Yes. Be be relational, smart, all the things. Yeah.
1: And in fact, a a way to love sevens is to realize we don't we need to tell them you don't have to be the fun mm-hmm, all the time mm-hmm. like just be you mm-hmm. um but that can be hard for people that are your friends because it's like oh i'm so used to her being fun but keeping one, me yeah, up yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. But it can be exhausting for a yeah. seven and so now but the, also you know
0: what's funny is i don't always want people pushing me to not be fun yeah my my sentence to that would also be like i want people to say i see you're fun but i also see yeah that you're this yeah. or that or the exactly. other. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, you do want to be seen as fun.
0: Yeah. Cause I do like having yeah, fun. Exactly. So it's because sometimes when people say you don't have to be fun, I, what I hear is, you're being too much oh, or yeah. we want, we wish you were being something else. Yeah. If you good. were really being you, you would be something else. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 I really want us all to get on that roller coaster mm. or no, 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 I really want to be in that convertible or I really want us all to stop at this restaurant. That's just right here. Yeah. Even though we didn't plan on it just for laughs because the sign looks funny. Yeah. So that's um, so good. But that's good. Sorry. So I'm the not message, gonna talk the whole time about seven. Sorry. The message <laughs> that seven's
1: long to hear. I know it is you'll be taken care of.
0: Yes. Makes me cry every time. So what does it make you
1: cry uh, because I have all—that
0: is the number one thing I want. Yeah. I want to be taken care of. When I have experience where I feel like someone has intentionally taken care of me, I feel like I'm really seen. Yeah. And I feel like I'm really cared for. And those are those are memories that stand out in my entire life that I can mm-hmm. go— They're like—right r- now, there are probably three times that I can tell you, like, someone really took care of me yeah. on purpose. Yeah.
1: So. And, yeah. and what's hard for Sevens is because the bucket is so real— not everyone else can see what that bucket is and mm-hmm. how it needs to be mm-hmm. filled. Mm-hmm. So they're just seen as happy positive person, but to them it's a desperate need to fill mm-hmm. it up. And so they're looking around like, well, I guess no one else is going to yep. is going to make this happen, so yep. I've got to do it on my own. That's right.
0: I guess I'll just handle it cuz yeah. no one yeah.
1: But of course, as you know, God can take care of you and, right. and delights mm-hmm. in and care.
0: the thing I've seen is that when I went to God and said I need you to take care of me he said I have been I yeah. will but also let me put these people who you now will not ask to be your savior yeah. but will just let them it'll just be a gift instead of you grabbing yes you know oh uh, so. so good okay Love it. Wait, right. Why are sevens great? Why does the world well, need
1: sevens? Do you want to tell me?
0: <laughs> because we're so much fun. Yes. Because we are going to show you yeah. this part of the planet that you are not going to see. Bright. Because vibrant. we are seeing what is fun around every corner.
1: Yeah. And you get us out of you know being stuck. You know, yeah. in the sense of oh you know I better or not. And it's just you bring creativity. I mean fours you know kind of get pegged as the creative ones. Actually all of the types can be creative. Yeah yeah yeah. But sevens are the, some of the most creative. It's it's a different direction of creativity. It's yeah. a future creativity. It's yeah. it's a bright Greatness. And yeah. so, anyway, they're We're really awesome. Yeah. Okay. okay, so eights. Uh, the eights are the protective challengers. They fear being weak, powerless, harmed, controlled, manipulated, and definitely at the mercy of injustice. Okay. Their core desire is to protect themselves, and I would even add um, others, from injustice. Um, more than sixes, more than loyalists. Um, it's, a different, it's a different kind. Um, sixes definitely want to protect people. Um, Eights are
0: going to be the soldiers who yes. want to protect people. Yeah, They're
1: going to be yeah. really, it's visceral. It's intense. Yeah. When they see an injustice, it's not a thought process. It just happens. They step in. So being betrayed, mm-hmm. that's a very, that's something that to them is like, that cannot happen. Yeah.
0: One of my best friends, Connor, is an eight and he is so strong and mm-hmm. so like, he, he will take care of it. Yes. And then, and if, and if someone has crossed him or someone who loves
1: him, yeah. Sorry, yeah. it's, you know, it's like, over. Yeah. So, the thing that people need to understand about eights is they are very blunt, straightforward, say it like it is, very strong, assertive. Um, I call them snowplows. Yeah. Um, I grew up in the Midwest. So, those that are up in the the North, they totally right, right, get right. this. So, the rest of you just have to go with it. But they're the snowplows, and either they're plowing for you. Right. And you're behind, and the, you know, oh, cool, yeah, I can drive. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love um, that about Connor. Or. They're plowing over you. Oh, sure. <laughs> there so, you go. And to see an example, a healthy eight would be like a Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. I mean, there were a lot of people in the civil rights movement, but he was the front runner. And yeah, he was able to yeah. take all of the hits on him, all of the controversy, all of the um, conflicts. Now, obviously, it wasn't just him, yeah. but he was the front runner. And yeah. he's a beautiful example of an eight plowing a path on the behalf of others. Yeah. On the negative side, a very unhealthy eight would be a Stalin. And this is a really great example to let people understand you can be the same type and radically different. Really different humans, yeah. Based on how healthy you are. Okay. Um, So, like, if you live in New York, which I'm sure people are listening to. Yeah. We We have one
0: friend who listens every day when she goes across from New Jersey to New York. But if we don't have those
1: huge snowplows, if all of us had a little shovel— it's still not going to get it done. That's right. So we need the strength and the power to get things done, and yes. so that goes into their core weakness, which is lust or excess. It's not right. lust in relationship; it's the intensity for control, power, and self exertion. Mm. So that they almost feel alive when there's this kind of like surge of energy mm-hmm. and intensity. Mm-hmm. Whereas everyone else, especially Mina's and I, it's like whoa, right, right, right. <laughs> Why is so intense? Right. Um, but that's also the beauty. Again, the snowplow—they they have a lot to offer. But it may feel intense. The way that they speak is can be intense or blunt. But they're. A lot of times they're not intending it for to hurt people. They're really thinking they're plowing a path for others. Yeah. So part of the work, work that I do with AIDS is not to change them per se, is to help them to understand how to use the same gifts and resources that others can understand what they're doing better.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. So be the same snowball. I love
0: AIDS. Yeah. I love AIDS because they're so strong.
1: Yeah. Because they're gonna they are gonna be honest. And in fact, if we're not honest backed, which to a lot of us feels scary. Yeah. That's a betrayal to yeah,
0: them. Yeah, I was gonna say they read that as yeah. as injustice. So yeah, you
1: really so. have to be straight up and honest with eights.
0: And eight women get miscategorized as yes. the B word yes. a lot, yes, especially in working. And I say to eight women, be strong, yes, just be. Well, you. and
1: here's the thing, <laughs> Eights, It's really hard for them to be vulnerable. And to show, kind of they have this, They'll and aides that are out there, they'll understand. They feel like there's this metal armor right yeah. in front of their chest. Yeah. And the reason is they're actually some of the most tender on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Their hearts are so tender, but yeah. they've been betrayed in their life. They've put up this armor to protect them because in their mind, it's like, I will never be betrayed again. Right. So a lot of us only see the armor. But a few of my close friends, um, especially at some of the workshops I did, were so yeah. just wonderful. And they opened up yeah. in a way that I was like, wow, yeah. that's what eights really yeah, are like. Yeah. So I got to see behind the scenes, and I have this, like, huge well of love for eights. Yeah. And just how much they protect us, how much they value us, how much they go to bat for us. Right. I mean, we just—we have no idea what they're really trying to accomplish because we misread their actions. Right. So— Yes. Now, the, the message they long to hear is that you will not be betrayed. Yeah. Here, and I always want to cry at this one because I love eights. Yeah, I love eights too. But the reason why it's so powerful is they have a hard time seeing how. how is that true? How? Who's not going to betray me? Because right. to them, they have to be the powerful one because no one else is stepping up to the plate and taking care of things. But here's the thing. Christ came and was fully betrayed like yeah. no one else. He totally understands what betrayal feels like. And when he says he's not going to betray you and he's there for you, he will do what he says. Yeah, yeah. So that's where the eight needs to go is right to Christ because that's the only one that's gonna fulfill that.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's really good. Yeah. So um okay, so why do we need eights? Why are they so great? We they need are, eights
1: because they are like on it. Yeah. They get things done, they have strength, they have power, they, they are really protective but to me. They are so too. protective. They yeah. are so for you. I mean, if you are in their circle, watch out. They'll do right. anything that's for right. you. That's it right. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's right. All okay, right. Last but not least, you not least, the we, Niners. Yes, the Niners. Okay, we're the peaceful mediators. Yes, we fear conflict. We fear being lo- loveless, shut out, discordant, overlooked, yeah. and definitely in any kind of inharmonious relationship. Yeah. Okay. We desire to. It's very simple: inner stability and right. peace of mind. Right. Yeah. Like, why can't we all just get along? Right. right? It'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. Let's all be in, you know, heaven right now. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is here's here's the difference from. Uh, Nines and like twos, for instance, okay. their core weakness is sloth. Yep. And this is um, where we do not know our own likes, mm. our own passions, our own desires, our own thoughts sometimes. Because nines, in order to not have conflict, we go along to get along we, or we merge with others in our life. Like, well, I don't I don't want to offend. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to say what I want because right. to them, that's conflict. Yes. So like if you were to ask me right now, hey, babe, let's go out to lunch. Yeah. And where do you want to go? Uh I don't know. Where do you want to go? That's like <laughs> yeah. what a nine's always going to yeah. say because even saying I think I want to go to Chinese that feels like conflict cuz what if you were going to say Mexican right. or pizza? Right. Like oh my goodness, I asserted myself and then and it went wrong. Yes. yes. Okay. And now there's this awkwardness at least in our world what do I do? So the thing with the nines that we really want to help them understand is that we want them to tap into what is your desires? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? Who are you? Find yeah, you. Yeah. So a great example, and maybe I'm aging myself. That's okay. <laughs> That's fine. I have a son in college, so there goes that. Um, but have you ever seen um, Runaway Bride? Yeah, yeah, okay. of course. So with Julie Roberts. Yes. So her character For is eggs. a nine. Yes. yes. So all of her favorite eggs with all the different fiancés yes. was their favorite eggs. Yes. So then at the end of the movie, you see her with all the different kinds of, you know, how you can make different eggs. Yeah, yeah. Eggs, banana, egg scrambled, whatever. And she has this, you know, smorgasbord of eggs. Yep. And you see her trying them. I love them that part of that movie. Because she's trying to find herself. Hers, what yeah. does she want? What does she like? And so the beautiful part of that is once we find our thing and we're passionate, man, watch out. So we're kind of yeah. like, always tell people we're kind of like elephants. Yeah. Like when you when we're going, man, get out of the watch way. out. Yeah. Like we are totally <laughs> going. Right. But right. man, if we sit down, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be some time. Yes. It's going to be some time. <laughs> and the funny thing about nines is we're kind of the most stubborn on the Enneagram, and yet we're the most accommodating and pliable Mm -hmm. on the Enneagram. So people are kind of like, I don't know what to do with that. You know, I thought you would just kind of go along. The thing is is that nines, we don't want to be told what to do. We're we're in the, we didn't get into this, but we're in a certain triad, the instinctual triad where... We just want to be ourselves. Yeah. We don't want to be bothered. We don't want to be told what to do. Now, if you ask us what to do, we're happy to accommodate and adjust. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, because we're so pliable, they think, oh, I can just tell them what to do yes. or force them into it. And, and that nope. we feel overlooked. We don't yeah. feel heard. And yeah. so here's the message that we long to hear is that your yeah. presence matters. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, and I will even now, it yeah, <laughs> yeah, always hits yeah. me. yeah. Like I just want to cry. Like really, yeah. my presence matters, and you know I've been doing this work for 15 years, and it still makes me cry. Yeah. But here's the thing: I mean, Christ left His throne, came to Earth, lived this life that was so hard, was betrayed and died and rose again, all on my behalf. Like He, right. I matter. Right. And it was like when I thought about that, I was like, wow, I could truly move forward in life even if I don't matter to anyone else, mm-hmm. which is not true. Which is not true. But, but because he, I matter to Him. I can go and live, and I can be free, and I can be me. And so that's the freeing piece for the nine.
0: Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Why does the world need nines? We see they're all the types. That And that's why y'all are at the top of the yep. Enneagram circle. So
1: a lot of times nines have a hard time finding themselves because like, well, I think I'm this and I'm this and I'm this and I'm this. It's like, I know, because you see and you, you can feel see everybody. all the yeah. types. Yeah. We can walk into a room. This is where nines and twos get a little different. We walk into a room and we feel the energy. Uh-huh. Like, is the force disturbed? You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we just want to smooth things over. Yeah. We're not necessarily looking to insert our lives into yeah. people. We will help if we're sure. asked. we're not like, oh, I know what you need. You need this. You need that, you know, and give that advice. We might, but we're much wanting to smooth things over, keep things at peace. And then we're really wanting to be very warm and receptive so that people can be exactly who they are all the time and feel loved. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's in a nutshell.
0: There they are. Yeah. So one of our friends sits down has figured out based on what you said, based on what they've read, what kind of type they are. What happens next? Okay. What should they do?
1: What should they do? There's a lot of books out there, but if they're really wanting transformation, they really need to get Enneagram coaching. And here's why. So they find their type. Yeah. And you read. And you're like, well, I think I can apply that. But it's kind of hard. It's like, I just don't know. So what I do is I have five uh, exercises that I take people through in five sessions, okay. and we literally walk through bite-sized lessons on their type, and they bring their whole story to it. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's so true. When I was five, this happened, or yeah. last week that happened, or yeah, when when that happened, I felt this way. Yeah. And then I get to reflect back to them what they're saying, and then giving some advice or some yeah. tips. Yeah. And then they walk away that week or two mm-hmm. weeks, however long mm-hmm. it is between mm-hmm. sessions and they have very specific things to focus on and work on. Books, you can do that too, and that's great. Go for it. There's lots of awesome books. The problem with um, a lot of the books out there, which is great because I love it because I like to geek out on it, it can be kind of confusing. The Enneagram has a lot to it. There's a lot, yeah. There's a lot going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I break it down into a very easy um, way of learning. Yeah. So that's the benefit of Enneagram coaching is right. you're literally being focused on. And what's great when you bring the gospel in, it's accelerated transformation. It's not just like, oh, this is fun. I'm growing. It's like... Right. It's it's just amazing. Now, one thing that they can do ahead of that, if they if they want coaching, and we're also going to be having personal coaching, mm-hmm. but we also are going to do the same coaching on online courses. Oh, cool. So not everyone's going to have the benefit or the ability to meet with me one on one, right? Right. Or another coach one on one, right? Right. So we're going to take people through the same thing through online courses, and that's coming soon. Okay. Um, at um our website, and then um, but the other thing they can do ahead of that is watching Discovering You. It's kind of a introductory, but yet it really kind of goes through beginners to intermediate. So if anyone's out there like, oh, I know the Enneagram, you might really want to watch this because I literally show you how the Enneagram works, like a GPS. Right. And you'll walk away like, oh, man, now I get it. it. And some people are like, well, I just want to know about my type. Well, you know, as you know and I know, there's wings and there's the lines. And all of a sudden, just with the simple part of that, you're already using five types total. Right. So and then if you have a friend or a spouse or a parent, which we all do. Right. They have another number, and they're using and the they're other. They're using other types. Yes. So with my course, uh, discovering you, you're going to see how it all works out, and yeah. it's really short. I've condensed it, it's Cliff Notes version. And man, you were just going to you're going to be way ahead of everyone yeah. else. Trust me. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> how
0: do you awesome. feel? That was I awesome. It. I loved it. Yeah. Um, the last question we always ask. Yes. What sounds fun to you right now? You know me. I want to know what's fine. So want before to keep I let you go, oh my <laughs> gosh, I know. That's a great answer. <laughs> yes.
1: I could just like go on and on, like just asking you questions. And okay, so what about you? That's, that's such a nine, though. No, that's let great. Me, let me focus on you.
0: <laughs> While we're here, yes. what sounds fun to me is focusing on you. Well, a seven will take that all yes. day yeah. long. Okay, how can people find you
1: online? Yes. So I'm at yourenneagramcoach.com. And Perfect. on Instagram, it's yourenneagramcoach.com. Really. We have um, daily. I post uh, different posts. We usually go through a series. I love your series. Thank oh. you. And so we'll take a series Mondays, type one, Tuesday, type two, and so on. I take a break on the weekends Yeah, because I need a break too. And then we start back up on the next Monday with type six and go yeah. through the series. Um, and so those are really great places to just gain insights and have conversations with people. Yeah. Um, but I love it. The
0: people in your comments really yes, like they're like stuff. taking off. I love off. it. I I know, love it. I love yeah.
1: It. But your Enneagram Coach.com, you'll see right there that there's either personal coaching that yeah. they can sign up for. Yeah. Um, or the online courses, yeah. Um, and then the last thing is people who want to be an Enneagram coach. I have a 12-week course for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. it's in the works. I've had like 25 students go through. Oh, I love cool. it. Oh, I love it. And we're really developing a turnkey model.
0: Yeah, good. And so
1: that's, that's awesome. The next big thing. Okay. Yes. You're amazing at this. Oh, thank, thank you, you. for love giving it. us
0: like this really basic way to kind of think through the Enneagram Absolutely. for first timers. Thanks for having me You're on, you. I mean, that is a lot of information to have in your head. I hope you'll listen to it a couple of times through in order to kind of settle in on what each type. I feel like I want to listen to it again and and hear some more things about the types that I didn't already know. Also, there are some great resources Beth mentioned that I want to mention as well that I love. And we will link to these as well. But Richard Rohr has a book called The Enneagram, A Christian Perspective that I have really found helpful, not reading front to back, but more like an encyclopedia that you, for those of you who don't know what encyclopedia is, it's a book that holds a lot of information that you look up. It's like Google printed. So so that is how the Enneagram book by Richard Rohr has been helpful to me. Also, The Road Back to You by Ian Crone and Suzanne Stabil is just a really great partner as you're learning for this podcast. And it really outlines each type really beautifully. And then a recent book that just came out is by my pal Chris Hewart's called The Sacred Enneagram, Finding Your Unique Path to Spiritual Growth. And this one is beautiful and deep and important. And I think you will really like it. So grab any of those. I would start with, oh gosh, I don't know. I like them all. You start with the one that the cover jumps out to you the most because I can't boss you around, but I like all three of them, especially if you're an eight, you really don't want me to boss you around. Also remember, Beth's website has tons of resources from coaching to the assessment to just some basic nine-type stuff, and that is yourenneagramcoach.com. Well, thanks for putting up with my coughing and my crazy voice, and I'm so glad you're here today. Hey, if you have a friend that you've been talking Enneagram with, go ahead and share this podcast with them, and y'all can catch up together and kind of talk through it and kind of dig some more into your personality type and and the unique way God made you if this is your first time listening we're so glad you're here hi I'm Annie I'm glad we're friends if you wouldn't mind leaving a review and rating the podcast if you haven't done that before that really helps other first-time people kind of know that they are welcome here and it's a fun friendly place so Beth said what sounded fun to her was talking more about the Enneagram and that is always true of me too But today I'm getting ready to go. What am I doing today? Oh, I'm getting my nails done. I got to get my nails done. So that's what's coming next. So that sounds fun to me to go get some glitter on my nails before we speak this weekend out of town. So I hope you're having a great day. And for real, whatever else you have going on today, I hope as your friendly seven in your life that you will find something fun to do today. You know, something that sounds fun to you. So have a great day and we will see you next week.